You're listening to Ouija Brats. Devin, I'm bringing you a cryptid story for a change. I can't wait, Liz. Please tell me this cryptid story. Yes, and it's actually about cryptids that you've already talked about on the show, because I want to talk about the attack at Ape Canyon. (gasps) Yes, yes, Yes. do it. Oh, this one is so weird. This is a weird one. I guess I will tell you the account of the attack, and then I have some follow-up things that that we can talk about in context of that. So the person who underwent this attack, one of the several people who did, wrote it up. So when it happened in 1924, he he talked about it to the papers. But then when he got older, I think in the 60s or 70s, so when he was in his 70s, he told it to his son, and his son helped him like write it up. Right. So Ape Canyon is a place in Washington State, on the southeast side of Mount St. Helens. And if you have gone into the vaults and listened to our very first episode, I think, (laughs) you know that Mount St. Helens is prime territory for Sasquatch, Batsquatch, and some Thunderbirds too, right? Yeah, yeah, plus some UFO sightings. Sure. Uh, And the area is supposed (laughs) to be haunted. Well, you got a little bit of everything going on right there. All of it. It's glorious. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm going to read to you folks some from a very interesting book called Myths and Mysteries of Washington by L.E. Bragg. So this was back in the day, in the mining days, in the Mm -hmm. log cabin days, which is really still (laughs) all all the time. (laughs) We are talking about Washington. Yeah, the Wild West never stopped. No. Out here. But there was the main guy who you need to know about for this story was a guy called Fred Beck. And Fred Beck was a miner, and he was pretty familiar with the Washington area, and especially the southwest area around the Mount St. Helens. Yeah. And he actually had heard about the mythical creatures before he ever encountered them. He had talked once, actually, to, I think it's somebody from the Colville tribe, who said, yeah, that's the Salatic. And what you do if you see one is you wave cedar boughs at it. Like, you you wave at it so that it knows you're okay. Oh, fascinating. He didn't remember this advice. (laughs) Worth a shot, right? (laughs) Dude. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, you needed to do one thing. Wave some tree at a dude. You couldn't do it. Survival facts, one of those yeah. things, like punch yeah. a shark in the nose or whatever. <laughs> like, just remember it in case. In case, put it in your back pocket. Hopefully, you never have to bring it out again. And it's important yeah. to note that back in the what this was in the forties, right? That you said 20s. this encounter was or twenties. Sorry, yeah, you said this encounter was in the twenties. It's important to note that Bigfoot isn't a term that's coined until like yes. the sixties in California. So this is a story that's happening before the. Before the big foot craze. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Before the phenomenon. Yes. Right. So Fred Beck, he and his father-in-law, his brother-in-law, and a couple of friends were prospectors. Mm-hmm. And they were looking for gold. And they were apparently also tripping balls, as far as I can tell. <laughs> because even as far back as 1922, this is what they said happened. They were... Traveling and a spiritual being in the form of an Indian man appeared to them and said, a white arrow will go before you to show you the way. And they apparently referred to him as great spirit. And he said, no, the great spirit is above me. We are all of the great spirit if we listen when the great spirit talks. So apparently these guys had been uh, watching some old westerns. Yeah, drinking some hooch, (laughs) watching some westerns. So they followed this white arrow, and I don't know if it was like a directional arrow yeah. or if it was like a bow and arrow type arrow. Yeah, like they how Monty Python f- was this. Yeah, it sounds very literal. It sounds like when you get lost in like a video game <laughs> and you turn on a hack or a cheat and uh-huh. it's like back, the road is back that way, you go this way. So they followed <laughs> it for four days and they traveled through this rocky terrain and they ended up at this narrow canyon. Okay. But on the way, one of them became tired and sick of following this thing and <laughs> cursed the spirit that led them. So when that happened, they saw the white arrow soar upward, change direction, and descend downward. And it led them to this canyon, what would later be known as Ape Canyon. And as they approached the site, because, you know, back then, stuff didn't have white people names, I guess. 
So the spirit guide showed up and said, because you cursed the spirit leading you, you will be shown where there's gold, but it won't be given to you. (gasps) And they were like, okay. And they named their mine the Vander White. Not the Vanna White, but the Vander White, which was after another spirit they had encountered, a woman who had comforted them on their journey. So these guys, it's it's not exactly burying the lead, but it's kind of begging yeah. the question. Yeah. Where you're like, was this just standard practice? Did this come up a lot? Yeah. They're like, we will just name it after another spirit we know. She'll like that. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. So they get really invested in Ape Canyon. They blast a mine shaft. They work it for a couple of years. Indications are that there should be a good amount of gold, but they're not finding like the main vein of it. Yeah. Right. And so they're at this for a couple of years and it's usually pretty calm and peaceful, but sometimes they hear whistling. Yeah. Or they hear, like, thump, 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 thump coming from the woods. Okay. And usually they hear it at night, but sometimes they hear the thumping in the day. Okay. And, you know, of course they blame each other. They're like, you know, stop dicking around, Fred. What are you doing? Yeah. But (laughs) apparently... Uh, the guy who suspected that was always in the front and he kept turning around and turning around and finally like the eighth time he's like by golly boys it's not fred making that noise after all (laughs) (laughs) yeah what do you know and so they saw giant human-like tracks when they went down to the creek so they would go and get their drinking water and wash their dishes down there And one of the miners one time went down there and was like, whoa, 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 guys, come here, come here, come here. And they went to the center and there were these two enormous tracks, like four inches deep. And they were like, whoa, some big Indian sure was here. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Of course. Yeah, so they kept seeing giant footprints. They kept hearing the whistling. They kept hearing the thumping. The prints were big. They were like... 18, 19 inches long, which is bigger than like professional basketball player feet. These are bigger than human feet, usually, unless you're like Andre the Giant or something. Oh, yeah. You know how big human feet are. It's about a foot long. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Liz, my feet are exactly a foot long. I love you. I don't know why that tickled me. You're laughing so hard your dog is barking at you. Oh, I made my dog upset. (laughs) He thinks you're in trouble. Jesus, Bailey. He's such a Puritan. No laughing. No laughing. No dancing. No high fives. No high fives. No hugging. No sex. No kissing. So this was going on, but their logic was, A, there's gold in them, Thar Hills, so we're not leaving. Uh And B, whatever this is, is not messing with us. So we should be okay. But, of course, because you never learn, people. One of them was like, you know, our spirit guide was a liar. There's no gold here. And the energy changes. And it's like, okay, the spirit's not a liar. It said you weren't getting any gold out of that. Exactly. Yeah, it told you. It done told you. It done told you. Did it stutter? (laughs) I think not. No, it was very clear. So they made a cabin because they were there all the time. And they were hanging out in July of 1924. And they had one truck and they were like, oh, you know, should we go back? No, we're not leaving the claim right now. Okay. They kept hearing shrill whistling and deep thumping noises. And I've seen this described in multiple places as if something was pounding itself on its chest. Where, I'm sorry, like, nothing hits itself on its... Like, its chest is not an oil barrel. No. Like, that, no. you're not going to hear that unless it's, like, right there, right? Well, I mean, gorilla's chest beat, right? But it's not to be carried over miles as far as I'm concerned. Or as far as I understand. Like you said, I think it's a display that happens right there. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, it's like I'm right here and I'm strong. You're not a taiko drum. You're not a gong. All right. Very weird. Yeah. But anyway, they were hearing thumping and whistling. They were getting a little nervous. Like the energy was off. And so two guys, Smith and Beck go to get water from the creek. And Smith is like, we should take our rifles with us. Good thinking, probably. And as they walk toward the spring, Smith yells and he pulls up the rifle because he is aiming at 
a seven foot tall being covered in dark black and brown hair about oh my 100 God. yards in front of them. It's a yeah. bear. <laughs> <laughs> I get to be the skeptic this episode. You do. <laughs> I gave you the hat and everything. Yeah. So it hides behind a tree and it pokes his head out and Aww. they shoot at it again. <gasps> and it takes off running down the ridge upright on two legs very fast. <laughs> Inga. They're just like, rah, boom, 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 you know, shoot the hell out of this thing. And Beck shoots at it, too. And he and Smith is like, don't worry about that devil, Fred. I got him right in the head. But they get to the top of the ridge and they look down and the thing is like running and leaping and it's fine. And this says, neither man understood how the animal escaped unscathed with at least three bullets in its head. Well, probably you're not as good a shot as you think you are. That would be my explanation. Liz, you think the lonely ass miners who have been following signs and portents this whole time perhaps could be mistaken? No, they're they're clearly going for the parsimonious explanation. <laughs> anyway, so they take the water back to the log cabin and they tell everybody about this and they're like, oh shit, we need to get out of here. But we can't get back to the car before dark. Wait, so. what? Uh, uh, oh my god. I just don't understand this whole setup at all. The truck is now very far away from the cabin, but they've built a cabin, mm-hmm. but they're not at the claim because that claim was dry. No, no, they're at the claim. Okay. Because they just apparently disregarded the whole thing where the spirit guide who wasn't their other spirit guide, yeah. who they cussed at a lot, was like, you're never going to get any gold out of this. They're like, anyway, thanks for the arrow. Oh my god, right? He is good listening skills. Is clearly what Oh Brother Where Art Thou was based upon because <laughs> they will not get the treasure they seek on account Do of their obstacles. Seek the treasure. <laughs> we thought you was a horny toad. <laughs> what? Yeah. Perfect. This is how this is going on. Perfect. And they're like, okay, we don't want to be wandering around in the dark with True. whatever the hell is going on. Like, we've got this True. log cabin. It doesn't have any windows. We'll just all get in and be bros, and we're going to be fine. Let's get so in. So they all get in. They go people, to sleep. Yeah, our people-sized coffin here. Like, our multiple yeah. people-sized coffin, because it's a log a cabin without windows. Box. Yeah. Let's yeah. get in our salt tin and yeah. hang out while creepy, tall, hairy things that beat on their chest and apparently are impervious to bullets run around the woods around us. <laughs> well, I would you rather be hiking back to the truck? I think so. At least then I feel like I have a chance instead of being like, sitting duck right here. Burn this. I don't know which way I would want to go with it. Both are scary. How about don't do that in the first place? Yeah. How, <laughs> don't get there in that situation. How about don't so, piss off your spirit guide. Follow the fucking yeah. arrow to begin with. Be nice. Say thank you. Wave your cedar boughs. This is a story about not following directions and mm. what happens. Okay. So they're all asleep because apparently they didn't put anybody on guard for the situation. <laughs> they're like, oh, we all need a nappy nap right now. <laughs> Something weird going on, but we really need our sleep. This whole clan is A-game. They're all A-team. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. And they hear this huge thud against the cabin wall. Mm-hmm. And the guy who's been sleeping on the floor, because they only have a bunk bed for like two guys, I don't know why. <laughs> also, uh, I don't know, none of this is very well written like the book Myths and Mysteries of Washington is, but the original account is confusing. It's like, yeah, yeah it was a bunk bed and they slept foot to foot. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, yeah. The, like, stacked and pointing the same direction? Or somehow it was a really long bunk bed and they put their feet together? Like, <laughs> none of this makes any sense. What are you trying to tell me? You know, a bunk bed Ugh. 12 feet long. It's the standard yeah, you know, mattress size. A bunk bed with no bunk, like you do. <laughs> so, apparently, Smith was on the floor. He okay. had a rifle that he slept with. And... <laughs> that's good no that's guns good in the bed do. that's no why you're sleeping on the floor on the floor bed mm-hmm. the filling that they had between the logs of the cabin had been knocked loose and had fallen on his chest and he's like freaking out and so he rushes over 
uh, Beck rushes over to his father-in-law, takes that off his chest, and they jump up and they're hearing all this noise. And it sounds like there's people stomping all over the wood that they've split. They're all grabbing their rifles and Smith peeks through the hole in the wall where the filling had broken out. Yeah. And he saw three of the giant hairy creatures. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he said it sounded like a herd of horses, like there were many more than that. And throughout the night, the creatures threw rocks at the log cabin. All right. Yeah, mostly it was just loud, but a couple did fall down the chimney, and the guys (laughs) shot their rifles through the gap. And so really... Oh, my God. The Solotics aren't bringing their A-game either. No, they're not. They're like, more rocks, just throw more rocks. (laughs) So the men are shooting their rifles through the hole in the wall. And the the Sasquatches, they're doing this thing where whenever they back off, the miners stop shooting at them. Because Beck's rationale is, if we show them we only shoot them when they come too close, maybe they'll realize we're just defending ourselves. Uh, And then, of course, they hear footsteps on the roof. So they start shooting up into the ceiling. Oh, my God. Idiots. And the attackers are trying to, like, knock down the door and break down the ceiling and stuff. They're shooting. Like, these guys are just going full on, like, five little Yosemite Sams in a box. Like, they're shooting through the door. They're shooting through the walls. They're shooting through the ceiling. I'm amazed they didn't shoot any of each other, you know? Uh, And the rock throwing goes on forever. Feels like it goes on all night. And at one point, a long hairy arm actually reaches through one of the spaces and grabs one of the axes by the handle. And thinking fast, back actually, he turns the head of the axe so it, like, it sticks instead of being able to pull out. And then Smith fires his rifle at the arm, barely missing Beck's hand. So... (laughs) And the thing drops the axe. And I'm sure there was some cussing. Now, at this point, they're calling them mountain devils, which is a pretty good name. And, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> You're just imagining oh. that. <laughs> Taking it a lot out of me. And at one point, he sings. And now, some of the accounts are like, he sang out. But no, in the original, it says he actually sang, like, if you leave us alone, we'll leave you alone. And we'll all go home in the morning. <laughs> You thought they would understand this somehow. Yes, set it to a score. You know, it soothes the savage beast music. And so they'll understand the intent of your your little ditty, even if they don't know the words. After all the gunfire, they will now be, oh, but he did sing. Oh, well, he did sing. You know, and maybe maybe the gunfire is just some strange percussive instrument that these white devils have. There you go. Oh, and, and and we will just make drum sounds back on on their home. It's all the, they were jamming. <laughs> right. They were just we're jamming, jamming, man. <laughs> Aw, little drum circle, oh little God. woodstock. Yep, there you go. So the sun comes up. They get out because they're sure that the guys are gone. The mountain devils are gone. The mountain devils. And there's like big footprints everywhere. And they're like, okay, we're getting the crap out of here. So they go back to get their tools. Out of the mine tunnel. I don't know why they didn't do this the what night the before. What the fuck? And Beck sees one of them. <gasps> and he takes aim and shoots it three times in the back. And it starts to run and then it falls off a cliff into a 400 foot gorge. And because they have now killed one of them, Smith is like, we have to get out of here. Like, we don't have time to pack this crap up. Yeah. Let's go. So they're like, all right. They all pack out. They get in the truck. They leave behind, like, hundreds of dollars of equipment. Okay. Which in 1924 money especially is like, like Yeah, that's, difficult. You, yeah, that's not a great move. But I guess they were like, well, better we live. So apparently, I mean, imagine what that conversation must have been like on the ride out on that road (laughs) but apparently beck thought he had convinced everybody else not to talk about it but as soon as they got to the ranger station smith was like you will not believe what happened (laughs) (laughs) damn it smith (laughs) stick to the plan you blabbermouth plan 
Oh, yeah, and they had this great discussion with a ranger, one of whom had they talked about the tracks before and the ranger was like, Oh, yeah, if you ever see more of them, come talk to me. And Smith was like, Oh, my God, I have to talk to you right now. <laughs> so Smith was like, I shot a mountain devil. Oh, and God. the ranger's like, you mean you shot a bear? No, a mountain devil. <laughs> you mean a wolverine? No, a mountain devil. Oh, my God. And at this point, the ranger is like, oh, my God, who did you kill? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're insane. Yeah. Did you kill, like, my wife or yeah. one of your friends or, like, what on earth is even happening? And you look at the truck and there's four guys in there, like, wild-eyed and clutching their guns. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, all right. Good story. Very plausible. <laughs> Have a good one. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> and they drive off. So this gets reported in the papers, and this becomes uh, because they called them the Mount St. Helens ape men okay. in a lot of contemporary reports. Because, like you said, like it's not Bigfoot. Sasquatch yeah. isn't really a well-known term at that point. Yeah. Beck actually mainly referred to them as abominable snowmen. Yeah. Like that was his point of reference yeah. for what he was talking about. Uh, but, of course, that was, you know, in the 60s. His book was called I Fought the Ape Men of Mount St. Helens, Washington. Yeah. Thrilling. A thrilling tale. Uh, <laughs> so there's a couple legacies that we get from this. One is that we now have a canyon named Ape Canyon. Mm -hmm. So specifically a geographic feature named after a cryptid, which is kind of cool. I don't yes. think you get that very much. No. Uh, <laughs> no, it's usually and, the other way around, isn't it? You know, Cadborosaurus yeah. or Loch Ness yeah. Monster. Oh, man, you're so right. Boom. Oh, that's, that's deep. I like that. But one of the other things that's influential is he was interviewed in 1966 by one Roger Patterson. Mm -hmm. The guy who gave us, among other things, the Patterson, what is it, Gimli? Gimlin? Yeah. Gimli. Tape. Of, like, the only... Gimli, like, in Lord of the Rings? That's my understanding of the pronunciation. Yeah. Gimli well, as silly. in my axe. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, Roger Maybe, Patterson... Well, now you're making me doubt myself, so forget it. <laughs> it was one of those things where you're like, I never thought about that before. Yeah. Can that be right? Yeah. No, nah, it's Gimlin. All right. <laughs> okay, so the Legolas Gimli film <laughs> of the famous... The famous, you know, Sasquatch walking away, which was filmed in Northern California, mm -hmm. but after Patterson had talked to Beck. So it's theorized that one of the reasons why Patterson was so invested in investigating Bigfoot was because he heard this really intense story direct from the source. Yes. Could be. It's a big part of Bigfoot lore. It gets a little bit inconsistent as Beck gets older. <laughs> he becomes sort of... I'm being so measured, aren't I? You are. He's... We all have fallible memories as we get older. Mm -hmm. Or really, whenever. But mm -hmm. if we have one story that we tell and is like our big party piece, and mm -hmm. people are writing it down, it allows people to kind of compare. So at first, yeah. they say, oh, the feet were 14 inches long. Well, by the time he's done, they're 19 inches long. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you know... In the original version, the creature is not getting hit in the head three times with bullets and not minding. In the original thing, it's a brief shootout, and then it evolves into, like, that all-night siege. Yes. And, like, yes. reaching in through holes in the walls and stuff. And the creature that gets killed on the cliff changes. Like, was it killed before the attack? Was it killed after the attack? Yeah. A little confusing. But, you know, life is confusing. Maybe he just got confused. Maybe he misremembered stuff. Like, people can misremember even very important times in their lives. Totally. But it also kind of feels like maybe he was spicing it up a little bit. Like, it got more and more intense. Yeah. So, yeah. It also gives us this alternate perception of Bigfoot. Because I think we have more of a Harry and the Hendersons vibe yeah. on him, right? That he's sort of this gentle giant. Yeah. And this is an attacking Bigfoot, or at the very least, an aggressively defending itself one. Because oh, I think yeah. you can pretty much argue, like, 
these guys were all up in his business. They shot at it. <laughs> they a lot. Um, they started shit, and it went downhill from there. Right, right. right. There was no but, ceremonial cedar bow. No, they didn't bring the cedar boughs at all. Uh uh-uh. uh. Rude. Rude. Okay. So I bet you've heard the main theory as to what else this might be, right? Is that the Boy Scout troop? The Boy Scout yeah. troop, yes. Yeah. Because uh, until the eruption of Mount St. Helens on nearby Spirit Lake, there was a camp, uh, a YMCA camp, where you know, it's Boy Scouts or it's just campers or whatever. And the idea was that you would go to this canyon and throw pumice stones mm-hmm. in, right? Because it's a lot of, like, lava flows and yeah. stuff like that. And so since they didn't know the miners were there, if they were throwing rocks into the canyon, yeah. <laughs> this would have been, like, really loud and yeah. really scary. They would have just seen dark figures like throwing rocks at their canyon yeah. and the voices might have sound very weird too. Very Frankly, distorted. that could also explain a lot of the thumping and whistling. Absolutely. Coming from across yeah. a lake, guys. Yeah. Yeah. And echoing through canyons and all kinds of stuff like yeah. that. As I never appreciated until we made a podcast, audio does weird stuff <laughs> and goes where it wants to go and does. does what it wants to do. It does. I don't understand those waves at all. Good God. <sighs> so I've got another disappearance in Ape Canyon that might be related. And then I've mm-hmm. got some other Bigfoot attacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me about the other disappearance. Cause I've definitely, I think I've heard of this one um, or maybe it's yeah. the other attacks I've heard. It might be the attacks on two hikers that I thought mm. about. Uh, okay. So there's another weird thing that happened right there at Ape Canyon in 1950. Okay. There was this guy named Jim Carter. He was a very experienced mountaineer and skier. And he was with a 20-member climbing party. And he completely freaking disappears. Yeah. Um, He climbed Mount St. Helens with a group like it's a nice day. It's warm. It's clear. uh, And he separates from the other climbers. Because he's saying, I'm going to ski around to the left and take a picture of you guys as you ski down. Okay. And that's a great idea, right? <laughs> like, yeah. We don't yeah, have selfie cool. sticks. Like, thank you, Carter. We'll have a picture of ourselves. We'll go put it with the six other pictures we have of ourselves because it's 1950. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. And so he's like, all right, I'm going to go over here. I'm going to take pictures of you. It's going to look so cool. Or sorry, a picture. Because <laughs> I made a money. Save that film. film. Yeah, and that's the last time anybody ever sees of him. Oh, that's and right. Isn't Poor that sad? Dude. So the next morning, they find a discarded film box at the point where he said he was going to go. And then okay. they find tracks that look like he took off down the mountain at just ridiculous, unsafe speeds. Okay. And one of the searchers that looked at his tracks said he was taking chances that no skier of his caliber would take unless something was terribly wrong. Yeah. Which is sinister. Yeah. Something's so chasing he jumped, him. Yeah. He jumped over like two or three crevasses, which like probably Fuck. shouldn't do. No. He was going like the devil, as they say. Okay. And when he reaches Ape Canyon, he is in such a hurry. He goes straight down the walls of the canyon. Frick. But he's not at the bottom. So they search the entire canyon, one end to the other, for five days. At some points, they have 75 people in this search party. They look for two weeks and are just like, I, we don't know where this guy is. Dude, like, no way. We can't find any, any indication about where this guy is supposed to be. They have weird energy, though. They said... Yeah. One of them says the hunt was the most eerie experience he'd ever had. He said every time he got cut off from the rest of the searchers, he felt like somebody was watching him. He could feel the hair on his neck standing up. He was unarmed, but he had his ice axe, and he would never let go of it. Yeah, so we still don't know what the hell happened to Jim Carter, you know, 68 years ago. Is my mouth right there? 78 years ago. No, that can't be right. I'll just put in whatever's right after I get a calculator. Stop Edit whichever. I'm the doors. 
Just say a whole <laughs> bunch of numbers from 50 to 80 right now, yeah. and you can edit 58. those in. 68. 78. 88. Back in 1950. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Oh I lost all ability to say how long ago stuff was as of 2000. It, that was like There's no more. The nothing makes sense. I'm like, so I have nope. to subtract from 100, which I can do, mm-hmm. but then I have to add whatever year it is. So plus 18 and then yeah, we're make up for months. time. Yeah, screw that. Yeah. Don't like it. Don't want it. No. So everything yeah. that happened before 2000 was like BC as far as I'm concerned. And everything yeah. afterward has been like, I've been around for, I guess, 18 years now. Yep. <laughs> Sounds like 18 of the new era. Uh-huh. Absolutely. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Age of Aquarius. Yeah. So what the guy said is, we finally came to the conclusion the mountain devils got him. <laughs> actually was an incident with a different group of boy scouts where where there were actually some boy scouts who got taken off the mountain hysterical yeah after being attacked by mountain devils i haven't heard of this one Mm -mm, that's basically all there is to it there are people who a few years ago, actually think that they found the cabin. So okay. it was Beck's understanding that the cabin burned down. He never went back, as far as I know. <laughs> Why does Beck think this? Is that how the story morphed? They finally I fled guess. in the you, middle of a firestorm? Yeah, he was just like, you know, like it does. <laughs> I don't know. It may have just been a forest fire. It may have been mm-hmm. some other people using it. But either way, it was pretty moot as of 1980 because, you know, it oh, was on Mount St. Helens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but there actually is a guy from Washington who has something called the Dark Waters Paranormal Investigation Team, which is a great name. That's an incredible and name. they actually think that they found it. <gasps> but they, they're not telling anybody because <laughs> they don't want everybody just tramping all over and wrecking it so yeah. they they were very careful like they found a trail map and they're like okay you can see the cabin from the trail um you know was did it burn down or you know other people seem to indicate that it hadn't uh it, the area was never commercially logged so they were like okay it's probably still there and they found a wire that had uh like a coiled loop at one end and they found a nail they found a spoon they found finally a log okay. about 6 inches underground with the nails driven into it okay so they think they probably found the long side of the cabin so they're going to keep digging or at least that's what this article said trying to find the cabin now of course, I think we've moved the goalposts a little bit, because I don't really think the big question mark in this story is whether these guys had a cabin. Yeah, right? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I guess that kind of lends a little bit of credit to the, like, did you actually go? <laughs> you guys didn't go in the woods and mine for three years. You sat on Jim's back porch and you got drunk on moonshine. Yeah, exactly. You know, so like, I guess this is helpful. At least have this going on. Yeah, but what are you going to do? Be like, definitely that chimney had rocks thrown down it. Oh, yeah, right yeah. there is that hole in the log cabin chinking where an arm about the size of a mountain devil could have come through to grab an axe. Right? Like, the thing got buried about, yeah. what, 60 years after the incident. <laughs> so assuming it didn't burn down anyway, I, I highly doubt they're going to find, like, some hair. Yeah. or whatnot but yeah. you know it'd be nice if they dug up you know some pompeii style mountain devils just <gasps> that's so sad frozen there. you want the lovers but mountain devil lovers like embracing each other mm-hmm. frozen oh. in ashy eternity oh you're right that wouldn't happen i'm sure you're whatever so you call them knew the mountain was gonna blow Oh, my God. They got out of there. Oh, my God. Especially if you're one of those people that think that Sasquatch are interdimensional beings. They just would have, like, zapped back to the, you know, Twilight Zone. Hey, you know who thinks that Sasquatch are interdimensional beings? Stupid people. Beck. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Beck is... Yeah, he really really does. I don't know if he was the, the original guy who came up with this. Oh, man. But by the time they're talking to him in the 60s, you know, it was a great era for LSD. It was. But basically, he thinks that they are... 
how to do justice to have to explain this. Like, it's really hard to boil down somebody else's chaos thoughts. Yeah, that's a nice way of putting that, chaos thoughts. He says, for instance, that to learn of higher things of life, there must be a shaking of concepts. Man can then rise to a higher consciousness, which is really his natural state. He will begin to test things in the test tube of wisdom. Okay. Mm. And he thinks basically that human consciousness, let's see, how to explain it? Like, there's a bunch of dimensions and levels and planes of consciousness, and human consciousness is the highest. But he thinks that some of the creatures he encountered actually might be manifested beings who in another they might level up and become human. Wow. Because that's like a stronger physical manifestation. Because somebody would, <laughs> somebody very gently in this interview was like, if they're magic beings, why is there poop of them? Mm-hmm. And he was like, um, yeah, physical evidence shows a greater presence on the physical plane. They must be getting stronger. They oh my gosh. must be getting sturdier. So that's his logic, basically, is that the reason why we don't find physical evidence of Sasquatch is because it is an interdimensional being. But if you do find evidence of Sasquatch, it's because it's a really strong interdimensional being. <laughs> because it leveled up. It's now playing yeah. with, you know, the the legendary armor, as it were, in World right. of Warcraft. It's a purple item. And so it shits grapes. Yeah, there you go. Makes sense. Is doing my least favorite thing. Beck is answering a mystery with another mystery, and that's not Mm -hmm. fair and it's not productive. Fucking Sasquatch Mm -hmm. are either a thing that exists in this world or they are not a thing. I do not buy the interdimensional being theory. And I'm pretty woo. I think that's so aggravating. Yeah, I think it's the kind of thing where it it can't stand up to any kind Mm -mm. of interrogation because yeah you can just answer all of it Mm -mm. with another mystery where you're like well how come you know so you say they do a b and c well how come they did q and he's like oh well that's another thing they can do yeah they can also there's nothing i can say no that's not you that you don't have an answer for no doesn't it sound like and not to impugn the man any more than i already have because i don't know him and you know if nothing else he seemed very passionate about his his ideas and theories, but doesn't it remind you of the friend that we both had in high school who was a pathological liar and had an answer mm-hmm. for every, not roadblock or speed bump that you tried to throw at them, but when you, like you said, you very gently said, mm, I'm not sure how that's possible. They always had a way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember at one point, because we were very woo, this person was like, oh, well, I'm possessed by a spirit who talks from me, talks yeah. through me. And I was like, yeah. cool, can I try? Because <laughs> I figured it was a win-win. Like, either I would have a cool metaphysical experience, yeah. or they would have to sort of admit that this was their thing. And they said, no, this being is only comfortable with my vocal range. <laughs> An answer for everything. <laughs> Absolutely everything. Because because teenage girls, two white mm-hmm. teenage girls from a similar region have very different vocal ranges, Liz. Oh, yeah. And you as a trained singer would have no way of matching this other person's vocal range. There was Nothing. no way you had no. a span greater than hers, therefore more accommodating to the spirit. Right, no, an answer for everything. She just was not comfortable with that. So there are other Bigfoot tales Mm -hmm. that involve attacks. Would you like to hear about some of them? Oh, yeah. I thought you said, like, attacks, as in uh, tax on tea from the government. (laughs) And I was like, what do I have to pay you? Yes, Congress has the power to levy taxes on Bigfoot. Not a lot of people know that. I'm going to throw it in the fucking harbor. (laughs) You cannot land the Bigfoot without my representation to the crown. So Little known 11th Amendment. (laughs) It's not what you think it is. You think you you know the 11th, but it's actually about Bigfoot. It's It's, it's Amendment 10A. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. 
yep. is much more exciting than, you know, <laughs> lawsuits between states. <laughs> so, who cares about that shit? I want to hear about paying my Bigfoots. my three cents per per buttload of, of Bigfoot. Now, do you say Bigfoots, Big Feet, or do you just avoid it? Oh, like if I'm going to talk about 12 Bigfoot? Okay, I just answered my yeah. own question. Yeah, there were 12 book Bigfoot there, and they had among them 24 Big Feet. Tell me about these Bigfoot attacks. Attacks. Okay, so one was in the 1800s in Thompson's Flat, Oregon. Okay. Where apparently a Bigfoot scared off the people who lived in town. And one guy was like, no, I'm staying behind. And they found him dead, <gasps> having been hit with a big rock. <gasps> so apparently this rock thing is fairly consistent. These <gasps> are somewhat tool-using creatures. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but they really just like rocks. They just They haven't progressed to the Iron Age yet. No, they're not, like, tying the rocks onto logs or anything. No, no. Okay. So, another report, actually, Lauren Coleman found this. Your yeah, dude. Yeah, my dude. And and he found an article in 1895 called Terror in the Woods. Now, of course, it's kind of hard to dig this stuff up because there's no consistent mm-hmm. term for what people are really talking about. Mm-hmm. But there's this story about a lumberman from the north part of California, which is like the territory. Yeah. And he says there's basically a monster, a hairy wild man is running amok. And a lot of people are disappearing. And when they you find them, it looks like they were taken apart by some wild animal. Ugh. And it's, Basically, the way they're describing it, he is described as being so nearly like an animal that it is almost impossible to detect him from one. He has a long, shaggy beard and is covered with a huge skin coat. The general belief is that he is a sportsman who has become lost in the deep forest and after wandering around for weeks has gone hopelessly crazy. And already there have been over half a dozen instances of a similar character in the state. And because of the way people wrote sentences in the 19th century, (laughs) I don't know if they mean that there's been half a dozen attacks by this guy, or there's been half a dozen sportsmen who've lost their minds in the deep forest. Not really sure what similar character modifies there. A puzzler. Let's go with both. (laughs) As ever. So that's an interesting one, because it's somewhere between Sasquatch and a serial killer, right? Really is, yeah. Yeah, and very different from how we normally think about this stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, So one of the people, actually, who spread a very early tale of what some people consider a Bigfoot attack is none other than Teddy Roosevelt. (laughs) Uh, My husband does the best Teddy Roosevelt impression. Oh my God, I bet. Will you please have him read this book called The Wilderness Hunter? I will, I will. (laughs) He just puts on these little glasses and he does the Teddy Roosevelt smile and it's perfect. I love it. Married that man. Oh... Okay, so Teddy Roosevelt, later in life, wrote a book called The Wilderness Hunter. Mm-hmm. Or no, sorry, early in life. Let me try oh. that again. I was looking at the wrong number. Get it together, Blodgett. <sighs> Impossible. Early in his life, Teddy wrote this book called The Wilderness Hunter, right? So, like, he wasn't president yet. He, I don't think he was even, like, much of a politician yet. But I could be wrong, but I don't care because this isn't my day job. <laughs> <laughs> not in charge of when presidents were president. Was he ever much of a politician? He, as far as I know, was just a really great cowboy who happened to also work in politics. <laughs> he was a governor, actually, because he was a New Yorker. All right. Uh, like me. Like you. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I'm so glad you finally admitted to it, babe. Mm-hmm. But no, he was um, the governor of New York and uh, was a member of the New York State Assembly. Mm-hmm. So Roosevelt wrote this book called The Wilderness Hunter, and he passes on this story about a guy named Bauman, who evidently he was like a hunter, he was a frontiersman, and on a trapping expedition, they found that their campsite, he and his friend found that their campsite had been trashed. And so they were like, oh, crap, a bear got to it. Yeah. But then they look at the tracks, and they're like, yeah, this bear was walking around on two feet, which bears can do. Bears totally can do. It's not their preferred, like, they, they don't just, like, jog. No. But no. they can do it. Yeah. And that night, because apparently they were like, well, a bear found it. 
You tired? I'm tired. <laughs> the bear had already I'm eaten like, all the stuff it wanted, Liz. It I had guess. no reason to come back. Yeah, let's lie down where the food was. This won't work out <laughs> poorly at all. <laughs> the bear will definitely not come back for second dinner. No. <sighs> so they hear noises and they shoot at it with their guns oh and the my creature God. takes off. And then the next day they go out and they check their traps again. They come back. The campsite is smashed up again. <laughs> they go to sleep again. <laughs> this time it actually won't come near them, but it makes yeah. this huge racket. And they're like, all right, fuck this. So they cut their trip short. Bauman goes off to collect some of the traps. And when he comes back, his partner is dead. <gasps> he has no. been flung around the campsite by some kind of powerful animal. And his neck was broken and bitten, but he wasn't eaten. His no. body was still intact. So Bauman was like, oh, I'm going to get the fuck up out of here. Leaves the traps, leaves the supplies, just like the guys left the gold mining equipment and takes off. Yeah. Shit. So Teddy Roosevelt obviously doesn't call this Bigfoot, right? Right. Or or Sasquatch. He probably, given his interests, had like heard stories about big creatures. Yeah. Like the Wendigo or the Yeti or whatever. But Roosevelt actually calls it a goblin, (laughs) which is an interesting choice. (laughs) I just love thinking about that man saying the word goblin. I don't know what it is. Goblin. Goblin. Quite soundly, too. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So Bauman, one of the things that makes people go, oh, this is an early Sasquatch encounter is that Bauman says it had a foul stench. Uh. And it was definitely two-legged. Okay. No way this could be another human. Yeah. So those three components together, you're like, okay, uh, this lines up at least with other stories because Bigfoot is apparently notoriously bad smelling. Yeah, supposed to be rank. Teddy Roosevelt is kind of agnostic on the goblin, but at the very <laughs> least, he was like, this is interesting. Let's include this in my book. Yeah. <laughs> Which really more presidents should weigh in on the cryptid thing, I think. So there's a couple other ones I will tell you about. There's uh, more? In Chesterfield, there's so many. Oh. In Chesterfield, Idaho, there were people skating, and this eight-foot-tall hairy monster with a wooden stick comes after them. <laughs> and they all take <laughs> off, which I don't know how they took off. Like, were they actually skating on ice skates, or were they just, like, dicking around on the ice? Because did yeah. they have to run in ice skates? <laughs> That's I'm better. I think I'm better at running in ice skates than I am at skating in ice skates. (laughs) (laughs) Which isn't to say I'm good at running in ice skates. No, but it's just no one was injured when they came back. They found feet that footprints that were 22 inches long. These just keep getting bigger and bigger. There's a Vancouver, British Columbia one where actually this is the one. Have you heard of Albert Ostman? No. He's the guy who says that Sasquatch abducted him. N- no, Albert, what's happening here? Uh, good, good fucking question, my friend. <laughs> um, one of the things that makes this complicated is that Albert didn't bring this up until like I don't remember whether it was twenty or forty years later, but either way, it was like well after the fact. But he was looking for a lost gold mine because crossover. Yeah. And he was like, I'm not worried about this, but, you know, somebody is stealing my food, but that'll happen. Which is often apparently the first sign that you're about to have a problem. (laughs) And then one night he wakes up because something has picked him up in his sleeping bag. (gasps) What? And he was half asleep and he's like, is it like an avalanche? Like, what is happening? I feel like I'm on horseback. And... Hours go by, which I find implausible. Like, Uh maybe for the first minute, you're like, I don't know what's happening. But then you'd be like, no, clearly something's very strange. Yeah. But then he gets dropped to the ground, and he makes his way out of the sleeping bag and finds four Sasquatch, a family. So an adult male and female and a young male and female. Oh, my gosh. They're a nuclear family. Yes, they're a lovely little nuclear family. And according to him, he spent six days with them. And they like fed him (laughs) sweet grass and stuff. And then when he decided he had enough, he fired his rifle in the air and made a run for it. Which is a terrible way to treat your hosts. That's awful. They just wanted a pet. They just, you know, the kids were of an age. They were responsible enough. They said he'd change his newspapers. 
And I promise I'll feed him sweet grass. Yeah, yeah, being mm-hmm. hospitable and all, and then you just, you know, shit all over the carpet and run screaming into the night. The hell is wrong yeah. with you, Albert? Yeah, and he just, like, fires his rifle, runs off, and doesn't speak of it for several all decades. Right. <laughs> all right, so let's talk yeah. about this. They scooped him in his sleeping bag and his rifle up, and they managed Apparently. to- Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently he slept with his rifle. I don't know. That feels like a poor choice, but I guess I don't know about rifles and Sasquatches no, and stuff. No, you Mysterious. don't. Mysterious. You but don't. But a, a mere four years later, somebody else in Vancouver, a trapper named Machalit Harry, who was from the Nootka tribe, was, you know, again, hunting. Okay. Gets picked up in his sleep, betting it all, carried a couple miles. And he actually, there's like 20 of them Yikes. when he wakes up. Okay. And he's like, oh, shit, they're going to eat me. <laughs> now, much like the other thing, he's like the both male and female. And they just sort of take this as red. And you're like, do you mean they had boobies? Yeah, right. Or like some of them had dicks and some didn't? Yeah. Or like what, how does one sex a Sasquatch? Like... And don't send me those books on Amazon. Yeah, like, I'll send you those books. <laughs> this is a different question. I'll tell you how I sex a Sasquatch, my friends. <laughs> and it starts with but, mood like, lighting. Oh, my. But most of, like, primates, you, I don't know. Like, I don't really know, unless it's like a silverback gorilla. Yeah. If, I, if you don't have a good look at it, you really don't know or if yeah. it's not like pregnant or nursing or whatever. Yeah, You're although- just like that one. It, you, you, you come at it like my daughter does, which is the smaller one is the mom. Is the mom, right. And I, I mean, they're- and like not in your family, but okay. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, there is sexual dimorphism in most apes. But like you said, dudes aren't always walking around with raging boners and ladies don't always have pendulous milk-filled mammary glands. Yeah, how much hair is there? Mm-hmm. Is it, like, how evident is everything? Mm-hmm. Did, I don't know. Maybe it's just Disney rules. Like, some of them had bows. And <laughs> that's how you know. Bows and eyelashes. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. So he, he was right. concerned because he's like, there's bones around here. There's a lot of these creatures that are going to eat me. But basically, they just kind of, like, poked him for a while. We're yeah. like, what is this? Like, what are your clothes about? What is yeah. this? And they just kind of lost interest in him. And a lot of them wandered off. Amazing. And he ran. <laughs> Smart guy. Smart guy. Yep. Oh my gosh. And like, if they were going to eat you, they would have just killed you. It's so easier to drag a dead thing than a wiggling alive thing. Like, yeah, you assume he was wiggling. Yeah. Like, I would, I don't know, maybe, I never want to make fun of somebody if their fight, flight, or freeze instinct is freezing. Totally. Right? Because, like, I've been there. That's it's, mine. Sometimes it's just what your body says to do. Yeah. But, these guys weren't like, I was frozen in terror. They were like, yeah, so, you know, I waited until they put me down. And you're like, mm. you did? Yeah. What were you, like, were you just, like, playing solitaire in your head? In, what was, yeah. what were you thinking about? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe oh. that's it. They just don't have a template they for don't this? Have a, is yeah. that the problem? You never thought it through. Which is why I run through disaster scenarios all the time in my head, so that when it happens, I don't have to wonder so what would you do if you were in your sleeping bag and you got picked up? And I could tell it was a Sasquatch right away? Or am I just, like, being uh, carried away? Well, let's say you can't see because it's dark, but it smells very bad and it's hairy. Um, I think I would chill out for long enough to figure out... I would like to think my plan would be to chill out to figure out long enough, like... What's got me? Am I being dragged away by a lion, by its teeth? Am mm-hmm. I hurting? Or is it something that scooped me up like a human? Was I yeah, with like anybody? Yeah, dragging me. Yeah, yeah. And then I would, I would decide on the situation. Like, should I make noise? Should I play dead? Should I be quiet and wait for a moment? Do I have any weapons with me? Um, but I'd like to think my, you know, how high am I from the ground? Is this an eight-foot-tall Sasquatch that has me? Or is it, you know, one yeah. of the... Is it one of the stumpier ones? And like, if I yeah, if I wiggle question. out of its grasp, am I going to get a concussion? Mm-hmm. Am I going to know how to get back to where I came from, yeah. or should I yeah. just see how this plays exactly. out? Exactly. Now I'm lost in the forest, and I don't know where my thing is, and I've pissed off the giant thing that was able to scoop up me and my sleeping bag. Yeah, and your rifle apparently in some situations. Yeah, no. I guess I wouldn't really characterize these as attacks. These more seem like kind of 
benign <laughs> surprise <laughs> visits. Benign panty raids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're just gentle reconnaissance missions where they pick up yeah. items of interest and bring them back to the clan for discussion. It's show and tell. You fit right Liz in. is Sasquatch show and it tell. It is show and tell. <laughs> and, yes. And Jimmy's dad is in the Navy, so he's got some cool ass army medals to bring. So you know Reggie had to one up him this time, and he's like, well, better go yeah. get a human. I guess. I'll go get a human. I saw this thing, and yeah. I've been eating its food, and it's great. I'm going to bring the whole one. The whole one. <laughs> Guys, they make yeah. things called Pop-Tarts. They're going to blow your mind. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. So, I don't quite know what to make of that. Like, if it's a thing they... If they're real, and it's a thing they did, why did yeah. they stop doing that? Do they just know yeah. way too much about it? Do they still do it, and we don't hear about it? Yeah. Or, I don't know. One more... Wow. Of fucking people in 2017, Rob Lowe says... <laughs> That's right! That's right, That's yeah. Right. He was in the Ozarks, and he and his sons were getting approached by a wood ape. That's right. And he thought he was going to be killed. And he's like, I'm fully aware this makes me sound like a Hollywood kook. <laughs> And he does not go on to explain, because apparently the docu-series was going to disclose all this. And I, nor the people who wrote those articles, cared enough to find out what happened. Because I assume (laughs) if we had Rob Lowe and a Bigfoot on video, I would have heard about it. I think he would have. I think he would have. And (laughs) I can't think of Rob Lowe as anyone but the Parks and Rec. My goal is to run to the moon. And so... (laughs) Oh my god. That is literally, literally a wood ape. A wood ape. <laughs> that is the best Sasquatch I have ever seen in my entire life. I literally sound like a Hollywood kook. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. I just don't. And this is, you know, again, the what the internet has taken from us, which is if it was 19, you know, yesterday, because I was just like, in the hotel room on this trip, I was watching something called like on the trail of a killer mm-hmm. about the golden state killer. Mm-hmm. And, but they, it was something like finding a killer or unmasking a killer. And I'm like, now if this were 30 years ago, I would think at the end of this, you were going to tell me who it was, but I know damn well, we don't know who it is. <laughs> you have no idea. Nope. Because <laughs> if we'd found out, I would already know before yep. you had the time to put a show together. Much like this Rob Lowe situation. <laughs> if it was worth seeing, it would have already shown up yeah. on like 20 yeah. of my Facebook friends pages. Yeah. So yeah. what's your conclusion about the violence of the Bigfoot? Taking is read that if Bigfoot exists, you know, put Man. a big asterisk over that one. I just I think it's about time we make peace with them because they are clearly mm-hmm. capable and un- afraid of picking us up like so much angry toddler slinging us over their shoulders and taking us to you know drum circle to show us around i i would love that i would pay money for that well i feel like they probably socially groom and is the new Mm -hmm. person like the popular girl for a minute i've never felt that but i'd be the popular girl and everyone would want to socially groom me and i would love it because all i want is someone to play with my hair and scratch my arms Oh, they would love your hair, and they would bring you fruit they would, and stuff? Right? They'd bring me fruit. Yeah. I, I mean, um, I probably already smell bad. The only problem I would have is Woods Chub Rub. I wouldn't know what to do. I was going to ask. Yep. I'm not sure. So, presumably, Sasquatch don't deal with that, having furry thighs. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to have to figure out, maybe I rub some slugs on my legs and get some of yeah, that goo maybe- going. Weave some sort of pine needle based bike shorts. I like that. Yeah. How do lady squatches? I, I think we can make this work. I think I can do it, but how do lady squatches deal with their period? Most mammals don't really do that, right? Yeah, they just kind of like spot and then they, they've got their tiny little cycle of estrus instead of seven to ten fucking days. Thank you very much. No, I I don't I don't know. Poor Sasquatch. I mean, it makes sense. I'd be. Mm-hmm 
pissed with people coming into my area, shooting at me, building really crappy log cabins without any windows. Like, that's not going to bring my property value up. Right. It's like most of these seem to be either a situation of, like, you're hunting in my territory. Yeah. And I'm trying to warn you off, and you don't leave, so I really go after you. Or you saw me and you attacked me, so I went and got back up. Yeah. Which is what any of us would do. Yeah. Man. I don't know. None of these attack stories made me go, wow, Bigfoot is really violent. I Mm -mm. was like... And no, I I am on the side of the Bigfoot. No, yeah, it makes me feel like Bigfoot's hanging out, and he defends Uh himself if provoked, which is kind of what everyone should do, right? You just, like, chill out, keep to yourself, keep your head down, don't hurt anyone, go to church, you know, do one nice thing a week for someone else, and then if people mess with you, you mess back. Yeah, yeah, that all seems pretty logical. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I liked the Ape Canyon incident. I don't know. I I think it's a little simple to say like, (laughs) oh, it was Boy Scouts throwing rocks. And you're like, well, that really depends on how spiced up this story is. Yeah. Because if it was just like, we thought we saw something weird, and then we there were some lumps and thumps. Mm Then totally, Boy Scouts throwing rocks. But I'm like, well, were the feet made up? Were the footprints made up? Was the yeah. arm they saw made up? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, possibly. Yeah. You know, did they actually shoot at people? Did they shoot at a mangy bear around the same time right. in an unrelated incident? Right. Well, I don't know. Was it, like you said, was it a combination? Did they happen to see a yeah. bear and it spooked them? Was there a problem with mass hysteria? Was there a problem in an unventilated, no-window cabin with a whole bunch <laughs> of dudes hanging out? Maybe getting a little yeah, CO2. Yeah, hotbox it with farts did they, until they yeah. saw Sasquatch? Yeah, they hotboxed it with farts and carbon monoxide poisoning until they went a little bit hallucinogenic. <laughs> out there, licking toads, eating mushrooms. Who knows what miners do, you know? Hanging oh out in a spooky cab, uh, spooky canyon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I know mangy things look very different than yeah. you think they would. And bears, I, what I've noticed about, well, this is going to sound so much more anthropological and zoological than it is, but in any species, there's some animals that really like walking on their hind legs. <laughs> Like, some animals are just fucking weird, is my scientific yeah. opinion. Yeah, some cats love it. Some dogs seem to yeah. be into it. Yeah, and so, I don't know. I, well, I want to believe, out of all the weird things that we talk about, I think Bigfoot would be my favorite, to be real. One of my favorites, at least. I would, too. I think it's got, um, I don't know, just the Loch Ness Monster is one thing. You know, the Cadborosaurus is one thing. And I really like the idea of Bigfoot being real and being this whole class mm-hmm. of creatures that, um, yeah. I don't know. Plus, it's probably a little bit narcissistic to think that there's another thing that's kind of like us out there. You know, like I you- like to imagine, much like aliens, that it would inspire us to get our shit together. I know realistically, probably not. But no, probably not. It would be nice. But that'd be cool. Yeah. But I also have to reckon with, you know, Most people who are full-time, well, I won't say most people, I will say that there are some very dedicated Bigfoot hoaxers out there, and I have not encountered a lot of situations where an animal was real, but also people were making hoaxes of it. Right. You know? Right. I'm not sure what to think there. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Other than I'm not... (laughs) I'm not convinced based on the evidence that we have that Bigfoot is real. I want to believe that Bigfoot is real. That's what I've got. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, anytime that somebody is like, I have a new video, I have a new piece of evidence. I have a new hair. I'm like, I, 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 I am excited for them to send it to some kind of scientific analysis because I want it to be something we haven't seen before. Yeah, And generally it's not generally it's like some dog hair or, you know, somebody was wearing big 
foot track makers or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. I would be very excited if they found something and they were like, we don't know what this is, but we know it's not anything we know about. I'd be like, yeah. Yeah, even that I'm okay with. Like, just start ruling yeah. it out. You can tell me it's not a wolf. You can tell me that it wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, you don't think it was a human print that spread out when it melted, you know, or the, the yeah. permafrost underneath it melted and so it spread out the track or whatever. Like, tell me stuff like that. That's fine. You don't have a, to oh. have, you don't have to know what it is but I would like you to tell me what you think it isn't so that I can try to start filling in gaps for myself. Yeah. Well, those are my stories of when Bigfoot attacks. <laughs> and <laughs> if people want to catch up on other intriguing tales of weirdness in the Northwest, I try to focus mostly in Northwest. There have been some f- incidents in, you know, Florida and New Jersey and stuff, but I don't know what Sasquatch is doing over there. Oh my gosh. In Florida, he's a skunk ape and I'm not about that life. Looking like a fucking colobus monkey, just smelling like rotten garbage. Get out of here with that. Mm -hmm. Miss me. I do have to say anything that's like, oh yeah, and it had glowing red eyes. I'm like, (laughs) nope. No. Uh -uh. Unless it was like some kind of oceanic midnight zone creature no it did not <laughs> you don't think creatures eyes bioluminesce liz that's no, amazingly i yeah. don't it's like were you shining a red flashlight yeah. at it yeah because otherwise no yeah anyway uh come join us next time everybody i don't really know what we're gonna talk about but it's always a wonderful surprise <laughs> uh if you want to get caught up or be there for the next episode, you can always subscribe to us on iTunes, Podbean, pretty much most of your, uh, any podcatcher worth having is going to have Ouija Broads, of course. Um, You can join us on social media for Ouija Broads at Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can go to our website, OuijaBroads.com. You can go to YouTube. You can go to Patreon if you are like, dang, I really want to hear them talk about Sasquatch some more. Mm -hmm. Because we did that one long taping that became our first three episodes. And it sounds like I think you're down a well. (laughs) And I'm in some sort of like government designed echo chamber (laughs) made to amplify every sound. Uh, It's awesome. (laughs) It's awesome. Uh, But you can catch up on lots of other interesting stuff, including outtakes from this episode. If you go to patreon.com slash Ouijabrots. And in the meantime, this advice is for humans and any proto or other dimensional two legged creatures out there (laughs) who are listening. We want you to live weird, die weird and stay weird. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. I don't care about those interdimensional creatures though. They can get (laughs) fucked. (laughs) I don't like it.